The San Francisco Dance Film Festival presents Dancing Through the Lens, a bi-monthly podcast featuring guests from our dance and filmmaking communities, both near and far. Dancing Through the Lens offers a platform for artists in the dance world to share their interests and insights and discuss how they use film to create work and connect with audiences. I'm Claire Schweitzer. And I'm Coral Martin. This week, we spoke with Malesio Estrella and Andrew Ward of Fog Beast, as well as Lindsay Gautier of Wrapped Productions. We talked to them about their long-term collaborative relationship, which began in 2008, as well as their upcoming 2021 collab film, Wild. Lindsay, Andrew, Malesio, thank you so much for making time to chat with us today. How are you doing? It's an intense time in the world, and uh, but we all were blessed with really amazing collaborators to make it through and to continue making art. Let's start at the beginning. Lindsay, Malesio, and Andrew, when did you first meet, and how has your collaborative relationship evolved since then? Um, maybe I'll start, jump in here. I'm Andrew. Um, I first met Malesio, I believe it was 2007. Um, he was dancing with the Joe Good Performance Group, and I was at UC Berkeley, and I understudied in the in the show, and then uh, went on to become a company member with the Joe Good Performance Group in 2008. So that's where we met and uh, went on to dance together for many years um, in that group, as well as Bandaloop. And I first met Lindsay around the same time in the Scott Wells, um, Scott Wells and Dancers Company in San Francisco. And we actually made our first dance film together in Tucson, Arizona. So uh, along many years ago, I think it was like 2007, when we drove out to Tucson to be with my sister who was in film school and wanted to make a film. And I wanted to get into film and Andy and uh, Suzanne Lapis uh, and Ross Hollenkamp, we all went out there and made our first attempt at a dance film. (laughs) many, many years ago. So this is now our second dance film that we're doing together, what, like a decade or more than a decade later. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's worth saying that, we, you know, we all, it's pretty amazing that we all met, you know, what was that, 14 years ago, 13, 14 years ago, and that it's kind of, that we were kind of rooted in that, in our 20s, doing the dancer hustle, dancing for multiple choreographers and just learning our way through and there was kind of intention spoken back then of like, yeah, we want to be collaborating with each other, making film. When can we do that? And here we are 14 years later. <laughs> yeah, I think didn't I think after we made that, after Andy and I made that first film together under the group called Liminal, like Malesio joined us for like a beat. And then the everyone kind of went their separate ways. Suzanne left the Bay Area to become a nurse and Ross left to go back to school. And we didn't continue that company, but it's kind of exciting that we're now back together again after 14 years. Out of this collaborative relationship that she started 14 years ago, Malesio and Andrew, how did Fog Beast come into being? Yeah, well, we were both dancing with Joe Good as well as Bandaloop and um, touring a lot throughout the year. And I think we started making work together, Malesio and I, on tour you know, in downtime between shows in various cities. We had some performances back in the Bay Area that 
we were just excited to make some work together for. And I think that's how this collaboration started. You know, coming from being on tour and, you know, being in a bigger company with, with Joe Good and having those, you know, moments, like Andrew said, um, when we're on tour and just finding studio time to, to kind of let our own creative relationship unfold is kind of how things started happening. And then as far as getting it out into the world, there's these wonderful, you know, things that people were doing, these little salons at the time. There was one at Million Fishes, I think it was called. Um, the Levy Dance Salon, 8 by 8 by 8 by Randy Pove. Like these opportunities for artists who are maybe newer or just smaller have to present work. And that, that really that speaks to the Bay Area's sort of nurturing of younger projects and newer projects. And, and from there, about that was about 10 years ago. Um, Fog Beast has grown and, and yeah. I, I have to ask Fog Beast, what, where did the inspiration for that name come from? We're both from the Bay Area and we wanted to reference the location and the name of our company and Fog was an important part of that. Also the two words together we felt were a nice balance of a more ethereal, dreamy word with a more grounded animal word. So we like that kind of play between those two spirits. And yeah, most of our work, you know, really considers the human as an animal, you know, and and our kind of like our modern lives and dressing up in clothes and, you know, going to our jobs. But really, we're beasts. We are beasts. And it also came at a time when that word became really trendy and it's like beast mode and we're going to be a beast. But, um, you know, both Andrew and I are pretty gentle beasts, I think, in many ways. (laughs) So, Lindsay, I have a question for you. You know, you mentioned that you first met both Andrew and Malesio while you were dancing. Since then, you've transitioned to a prolific career as both a videographer and a filmmaker. I would love to hear more about that transition. And in that transition, what kind of uh, projects do you gravitate towards? And what, what really was it about film that made you feel like this is a good direction for me to to move in so I was dancing in the Bay Area for I don't know how many years it was it was a number of years um, and really loved being here and the diversity of the community and the different dance styles and um, getting to work with Scott Wells with you know actually Malesio was one of the reasons I joined Scott Wells because when I was up at college I came to see a performance Scott was teaching at Sonoma State where I went to school and I came down to see a performance and I saw Malesio dance and I was so blown away by him and all the other company members in that show that I was like, oh my gosh, maybe San Francisco is where I need to go. Um, so when I got invited to dance with Scott Wells, I was like, yes. And then it turned out that that was Malesio's last season with the company. So we're finally back together again. No, uh, but uh, he was one of the reasons that I was inspired to come here. And um, But basically I had started in photography in college. That was my major when I started school. Um, I was always interested in visual arts in addition to dance. Um, I'd just been dancing since I was three years old. So when I got injured and kind of started to look at my career and how I wanted to move forward um, in the long term and realized that maybe dance wasn't going to be my long term goal, um, film was like this natural fit 
it was like everything I loved about movement and timing and rhythm and everything that was physicalized in dance, but then brought together with the visual aspect that I loved, loved about photography. So I got excited about making dance films like right away when I came to San Francisco. It was like something that was always just there. Um, and so when I started looking at moving away from doing performance, uh, that seemed like a great place where I could still choreograph, um, I could still work with dance, but that it would be in this other medium that didn't, um, that might have more longevity. I'd like to know, you know, because of um, this particular space that you inhabit where you're, you know, both a dancer and um, a filmmaker, you get to see a lot of performances and then also a lot of dance film projects in the area. I'd, I'd love to hear everyone's take on what you feel the Bay Area really excels in, um, in terms of performance and dance film, and then spaces where you'd like to maybe see more experimentation or an expansion of the field. I feel like in the Bay Area, there are just so many different styles of dance going on, different kinds of dance throughout San Francisco and also the greater Bay Area. And that's really exciting to me that you can find any type of dance from all over the world here, but also all these uh, locally grown dance types as well. And I think maybe one thing that could be improved upon is uh, more discourse between all these dance styles, more sharing of, of it all with each other. I love that, Andy. That's, uh, in fact, uh, one of the things that we had talked about when we first came back together um, I was a project that, a, a larger project that I've been thinking about that kind of wild is like, a, is like my foray into narrative slash dance film, a more narrative film. Uh, and the larger project, I, I had images of like lots of dance styles being part of. So I feel like a lot of the things that Andy and Melissio are interested in, in general with Fog Beast, um, and just as people, like we're very aligned and excited on. So I think that's that, you know, in the last couple of years, um, or maybe more than a couple, and especially in the last year in the Bay Area, we're seeing more of a foregrounding of dancers, creators, choreographers of color of culture. Um, and it's really been been great to see that. It's kind of like a double, like it's yes and more of that is how I feel. Um, uh, there's, you know, of course, all of us reckoning with the histories of whiteness in both dance and film, I think. And so um, this is a really kind of exciting and messy process, I think that all of us are going through, but just to see the active foregrounding of um, particularly black artists right now is, is really heartening for me. Um, Lindsay, you mentioned Wild um, in your discussion of this kind of dream film that really um, drew upon the strengths of the Bay Area, having such a diversity of dance forms. Um, I'd like to hear more about the film. We're all really looking forward to seeing it. Um, as our 2021 collaboratory film, um, you know, excited, waiting with bated breath to see what it looks like. Uh, but I'd really like to know what the process has been like for everyone. I know um, you've dealt with an extended timeline, events that no one could have anticipated made it so that you began in early 2020 and now you're wrapping up in um, the latter half of 2021. So I, I would love to hear everyone's thoughts on what this time has been like, what, you, what your goals for the film started out 
as and how they may have evolved and changed in that time frame. For me, this project started in like 2018 in my head. Um, this rendition is totally different, of course, but um, I, yeah, I had uh, an experience at an art event that really changed me, um, witnessed a piece of art that like caused transformation inside of me. And since that moment, it's kind of been like, before that, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to make work about. Um, I made a lot of work with lots of different people. And usually they, those pieces were kind of sourced from the person. They had an idea and they wanted support in creating a film with it. And I would bring my flavor to it, but it wasn't sourced from me. And um, after that experience, I started to get clear on like what I was interested in making work on. And as that happened, I realized that Fog Beast as a company and as artists and as individuals were already doing this kind of work. Um, they've been, and I'll let you, you all talk about what kind of work you've been doing because you'll speak about it more eloquently than I will. But um, they were friends of mine who like, we had talked about collaborating for years. Um, I had talked about bringing, trying to get them into the collab for years because I thought they would be great artists for that. They hadn't done much dance film and they're already theater based. So they're already working in text and in storytelling and working in ecology and climate change and science. And so I just was like, hey, you wanna get a beer and talk about stuff? <laughs> and so we did, and that was back before the pandemic happened. Um, we just got together and I told them what I was thinking about and what I, what I wanted to be making work about. And I thought maybe we might be in alignment. Um, and they said, yes. So that was really exciting. Um, when the pandemic happened and we couldn't really do much, it just created a lot of space for me because I was working nonstop. And, um, and when the pandemic happened, everything shut down and all of a sudden I had all this time and it created space. And I realized that there was a grant coming up and I was like, oh, maybe we can apply for this grant. And so the process of writing the grant was really a lot of the work. It was like us coming together and trying to figure out, oh, well, what is it that we want to make? And, you know, where are we in alignment and what would this look like? And, um, and I'll let Mashio or Andy kind of continue on that because we have a partner that we're now working with that kind of came through, Malesio, that's been really integral to this project. Yes. Yeah, so after Lindsay kind of told us what was going on artistically and what was cooking inside of her, um, we were like, yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. Because um, Andrew and I have been working since, you know, maybe 2014, 15, um, with climate scientists. Andrew recently got his uh, master's in landscape architecture. Um, and maybe you can say more about that, how that integrates into our work. Um, but uh, there's, a, there's always been this fascination movement with ecology and human land relationships and, you know, um, how we interact with the ecosystems that sustain us. Um, so, um, it felt right in alignment with what Fogbeast had already been doing. And um, sort of serendipitously, um, I met a friend, a new friend who um, is a dancer in the community and also a 20 year um, environmental educator. So she works with, directs a program with youth, um, uh, teaching them ecology and experiential ed in the in wild spaces and um 
she works for this organization called Land Paths, which is located in Sonoma County, where, where actually I grew up. And um, Land Paths is an NGO whose mission is to foster a love of land, like simply foster a love of land through community conservation projects and through conserving land. So they, they buy land and, and um, kind of let the land be the land you know, as much as they can. And they also do fire stewardship, uh, fire fuel removal, and and, um, uh, and now restoration after fire on some of their lands. Um, and so this, we were like, oh, we're, we're talking about this project, this film project, and um, we're looking for an organizational partner just like you. And the conversations ensued and it all kind of flowed together and wove together in this really, a relatively easy way, which was amazing. And so um, LandPaz as the partner not only has given us access to acres and acres of privately owned wild land as uh, for our locations, but also um, interaction with their education programs. As research, we've gone in and we've offered embodiment education in these outdoor ed settings with, with land paths and also just listened to the students' uh, experience of what, it, what does it mean. Um, so many of these students are encountering wild spaces for the first time. Um, and, you know, what is that doing for them? We, what state do they get into when they're out there in these programs? Um, and all of that has served as research towards um, towards the thematic content of the film. One thing that's been very informative, I think, for me in the process, and I think for all of us, is getting to spend time on the land there, uh, on the land past land. I think just spending the time there, walking, learning about the land from some land stewards who live on the land there, um, learning about the plants and animals that live there has come into our process and into the film um, strongly and, and really influenced my experience of the film and I think how the film will turn out. So we kind of had a very loose concept and the concept was that we wanted to talk about our relationship to land, to nature, to the wild as humans and as human animals. What is our relationship to, to it? Um, and, and so we, because of the land paths uh, collaboration, we were like, oh, we'll get inspiration from kind of being around these youth that are coming and getting to experience nature and the wild for the, some for the first time. Not all. Some of them have had more experience. Um, and so we thought, okay, our base kind of structure is that it's a young person having an encounter with the wild for the first time. That's just where we'll start, right, um, to tell our story. And so for we have a grant with Creative Work Fund, which is like a longer film that is this kind of journey story for a character. Um, and what we're doing for the collab is like a little excerpt of that. So it's a small little portion of the film kind of encapsulated as its own thing, but really meant to be the longer thing. Um, so hopefully when people see the short, they'll get excited and wanna see the longer version. Um, that's kind of the plan. And so our process has been to go and be on the land, to spend time on the land, to dance on the land, to talk to um, the land stewards, to be embed within the programming, to spend time with Jamie and kind of get to know that landscape in particular so that the work that we're creating is specific to a place. Um, 
And that's been really exciting for me because I also went to school up in, at Sonoma State and I used to spend time in that area when I was in college. Malachio's from that area. Andrew's also Bay Area. So like we're getting to be somewhere that's really local and connected to us as people and artists. I would also add, you know, what's been really rich in the process as far as being on the land is, um, you know, Andrew and I actually took our company members on a retreat there and were able to work with land paths to guide us in a stewardship project on the land so that, you know, the project isn't us just going in and, and working, doing our thing on the land, but really caring for the land in the process. Um, and, you know, just learning a lot. And also when you're talking about time frame, you know, that this piece started sort of in 2020 and is extending through now. When we first got onto the land, it was, I think it was like this really lush spring season where everything was green and um, the creeks were flowing and, um, and now this summer is dry and, you know, like, and it's all golden. And so just experiencing the change of seasons, I think, is something that's really important as far as knowing the land as a character. Really looking forward to the film. You guys are, you know, all of these teasers. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for um, your insights and your efforts. We really are looking forward to the film. So Andrew, Malachio, Lindsay, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Coral. It was great to be here. Don't miss the world premiere of SFDFF's new collab film, Wild. At our live in-person screening of short films by Bay Area artists at the Brava Theater on October 24th as a part of the 12th annual San Francisco Dance Film Festival. Tickets are on sale now. Visit sfdancefilmfest.org to learn more. Dancing Through the Lens is a production of San Francisco Dance Film Festival. It is produced and hosted by Claire Schweitzer and Coral Martin. Theme music for Dancing Through the Lens was composed by Daria Novo. You can find San Francisco Dance Film Festival online at sfdancefilmfest.org and on the social media pages linked in the show notes. <laughs>